0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the second season of the Connect Two podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Mark, you're back. I am back and this is my friend. There you go. How was Canada's Wonderland?
1: Uh, it, was, uh, it was something all right. Okay. Uh, I have never been on so many roller coasters in my entire life. Oh. This, in practice, it's not even close.
0: So there's a lot of roller coasters there.
1: There's a lot. Well, that's all we did was roller coasters. So oh, really uh, what I discovered was when Alex said it was number two for North America, it was kind of number two ish for roller coasters. Uh, and that's really all he wanted because there's other amusement parks like Disneyland. Right, and right. Universal Studios. Theme and all that stuff. stuff. Those are sure. theme stuff. He's not interested in that. He's looking for the express.
0: Ah, uh, he's of the, the proprioceptive over Overload. So he's not looking for the haunted house or
1: not interested.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so you did a lot
0: of roller coasters. If
1: you're new to the podcast rate review and subscribe, particularly in iTunes, um, our coffee today,
0: our coffee, we today will get is, back uh, to the is, roller coaster uh, thing in a is second. Is a, a, uh, one of us has got Pike's market and the other one has the dark roast, which I'm not sure what, it was today, so it's just uh, plain old uh, grandes from Starbucks. Yeah.
1: You know what? That's all good.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and. in uh, fact, we we appreciate stuff. Well, more. and we reached out. Could have been to, worse. Uh, Could have been like we reached uh, out
1: to um, um the Colombian. Yes, Santiago. I'm supposed to call him today.
0: Excellent. So, so we will just, have a guest. We'll see at if some we can point. have a guest. Yeah,
1: it'll be awesome. The Colombian. The Colombian. Yeah, what a great name.
0: Yeah. We got to make sure it's the coffee guy though, and not the not the cartel guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he told me, fun of people haven't showed up yet. That's right. Um,
0: yeah, that's right. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a
1: really cool story. It is a really cool story. Yeah. So uh, uh, we've decided, uh, and Sparky's going to be disappointed. Sparky.
0: Oh, Sparky's at. over here, and he's disappointed. no appearance today by There's the Sparkster. There's
1: no dad joke today. We got two dad stories. So. Uh... You want to start with yours or you want to talk about mine? Why don't we do yours first? So, as you know, I went to Canada's Canada's Wonderland. Wonderland,
0: Which is in Ontario.
1: Which is Ontario. um, It's in a place called Vaughan. And, like, I used to live in Toronto. I actually worked in Concord, which is... There's, like, these four cities. uh, Maple, Concord, Vaughan, and... uh, I can't remember the fourth one. Well, the cities are not... They might be cities now, but they weren't at the time. They were kind of like this. Yeah, they're kind of like and suburban uh, developments. Well, but they weren't even suburban developments. They were like farm. Oh, really? Okay. Like a farm with a few houses. Right. Yeah, not so much anymore. Canada's Wonderland was in the middle of nowhere and there was nothing around it. Now it is absolutely surrounded with high rises and like suburban sprawl, but you know, on steroids. Wow. There's so really? much stuff. There it is amazing. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So went on more roller coasters than I've ever gone in my entire life and went on like one of the fastest ones and one of the tallest ones in North America. <clears throat> it's called the Leviathan. It was like uh, 300 feet tall. <laughs> so it's like a, a football oh. field. Hall, and then you basically go straight like down.
0: Sh- oh my god!
1: And uh, it's uh, and you go down and you hit speeds without like a windshield or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of 145 kilometers per hour. Holy smokes! Yeah. So you can hit by
0: a bee at that speed, you're in you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, and uh, we went on this other wow. one called uh, Yukon Striker. Okay. So the Leviathan is the the fastest one, and I went. I think we went on it five times. And
0: uh, <laughs> I imagine.
1: And the Yukon Striker, which we went on too, is is a relatively new, but it's called a dive roller coaster, and. <laughs> So this is basically kind of a trademark, but this is a roller coaster and it has some certain trademarks. So you basically have like three rows of seats, like eight wide. So there's 24 people on a single car.
0: Okay. They're wow. big cars so Yeah, I would imagine.
1: Right. And both times we went, we were in the front row. Of course. Alex was like adamant about this. And um and so the dive roller coaster takes you very high. Yeah. It's not quite as high as the Leviathan, but it's really close. And then it takes you over the edge of the top drop. Cause so it's a it's a straight down drop. Actually, it kind of comes back a little bit. So
0: <laughs> of course.
1: So but you go, comes to this the top. And you know how it's not uncommon with a roller coaster for you to get to the highest point and they wait and then they let you go yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. this one they take you over the edge and hold you dangling because <laughs> there's nothing on your feet right dangling and then they dive and then not only does it go down it, it goes underground <laughs> and then it comes right back up again it uh it was uh terrifying it was so and i wear glasses fortunately my glasses were quite they they stick on pretty
0: okay good. you might want to wear one of them sports straps is what well
1: you're there's saying. certain certain rides where you have to do that there was a slingshot thing where you have to wear if you're wearing glasses you have to you have to wear like an athletic thing um for your glasses yeah but uh what was really interesting on this dive roller coaster and every time i did it we went so fast that the Tears from my eyes uh, sprayed onto my glasses from from the inside. Like, it's just like, so I'm not, I'm not crying or anything like that. Although I could see people crying and Alex, what Alex absolutely loved is as we walked in is all the screams, like there's just screams everywhere. (laughs) And there's like, no, you can't walk anywhere without people screaming because, and they're all on roller coasters and good uh,
0: place to be a mugger, I guess.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So uh yeah, so uh I went on. All, I I did way better than I thought I would. Like that. <laughs> and and my son's my son. Like as soon as we arrived, the, the very first ride was the Leviathan, the the of biggest, course. heaviest. Get it out of the way. And first. it was like I said, isn't that? I, th- I told him, isn't that like reading, having a book and reading the the last chapter rather than like. Yeah. He said, I don't care. <laughs>
0: anyway and you did it five times
1: oh we did that one five times we did all kinds of rides i mean i, I how long were you there we were there only for two days i mean it's quite expensive
0: yeah um, so you packed it in yeah.
1: yeah well and it's i mean your your body only ha- your body has some physical limitations oh in man terms i can't imagine how many of these rides yeah. you can take because you get rattled around there was uh there was one that was called the Great Canadian Mind Buster, which is like one of these old wooden ones. Those ones are actually more terrifying in some respects.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, the, the metal ones, um, they don't like, they don't sound like they're going to yeah, 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 yeah. Break, <clears throat> and you're strapped in much more comfortably. And uh, so there, there's a bit more reassurance there. Yeah. Um, the, my, the, the, these wooden ones, you're in these little wooden cars and it feels like they're going to fly off the rails cause they're going hard and fast.
0: Oh, for sure. And
1: I think this great Canadian mine buster, um, buster should have been called the great Canadian ball buster because that, I mean, we are getting thrown around. Like it was. It's been
0: a long time since I've done a roller coaster, but I remember the, it was wood, one of those the wooden, wooden ones at La Ronde, the big one. And yeah, it would creak and.
1: Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and your... Alex and I took another one. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's called The Beast. And uh, it's, uh, it's wooden. And, uh, and we sat right in the very front. He absolutely wanted to sit in the front. He said, This is very different up front. You can see all the missing pieces of wood and how rickety it looks. Nice. So, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, went on that one a couple times. Went, they went on all kinds of twisty turn is one that's supposed to simulate an f-14 so you basically instead of sitting on a cart and yep. the cart rolls you're basically hung below a cart of course and then it spins you around and yeah i thought that wouldn't go over well I, he was alex was i i was I said i'm a little worried about this one he said well i'm a little worried too and i, I said i'm worried that you're gonna throw up <laughs> <laughs> and did he no, he was worried that I was going to throw up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't. So that's my dad's story. So I got lots of dad points, got to spend good time with good my son. Good for you, buddy. And um, yeah, I'm big extravagant, but, uh, but you know, I need to, to connect. My, my son has, uh, has, some, has some challenges and uh, that really helps.
0: So. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Got to create those opportunities. In contrast, I sent the boys to K days on their own for oh. the first time. And that was, that was cool as well. Cause they had a good time. Did and, you throw up? Uh, no, my younger son did twice. He thought <laughs> that was super cool. He made it off the roller coaster and uh, made it to the garbage bin. So, uh, really? Yeah. Then they went and had some food. So youth. <laughs>
1: oh my.
0: Uh, so my dad's story is, is different. Um, it's classic dad stuff. So on the weekend, uh, I decided we needed to clean our eaves. And when I say we, I mean, I and um, <laughs> the royal, ween. I must say, I think we missed a year or two. We had it last time we had it done. We hired a company, but this time uh, just decided to do it myself. And I could see there was a couple years of uh, growth, growth, right? This was a section where you could actually see like plants growing out of it. Now, this is not totally uncommon. Here's the funny thing. So I go up under the roof. Oh. And um, most of it was actually pretty good, but there's two particular sections that were really bad. And we have a blue spruce uh, that I had trimmed back a few years ago, and it's not in the best shape. So it turns out that it is covering that section of my roof with pitch, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I, uh, to in order to be able to clean the eaves along there and it's a high roof, right? It's a four level split. So I don't know what height it is, but it scares the living crap out of me. So the only way I can bring myself to do it. Is to lie on my stomach and kind of reach. Like I can't sit next to the edge on this high roof. It's pretty, it's too pretty steep. It's pretty steep and it's pretty high. So I'm I crawl on my belly. Well, immediately I knew I was in trouble because this stuff is sticky. incredibly sticky. Okay. Yeah. But I'm already up there. I was wearing old clothes. I, I took off this, my good stuff and totally ruined. But when I got off the roof after having been up there for two hours or so and gotten it all done, I discovered that the tar or the, 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 pine tar or whatever had actually permeated through oh, the no. t-shirt I was wearing. And so that the bottom part of my t-shirt was not only stiff, but completely glued to my body. Now I'm a hairy guy, right? And so that was kind of painful, but it got worse because a bunch of it had rolled into the top of my underwear and that was now stuck to the bushy part, that most people don't get to see. <laughs> so I walked into the house, and I'm just covered with this tar. And I know this is because I've already pulled it off once or twice, you know, just to test, and it immediately sticks back to me. So I go up to the shower, and I'm like, there's no way that I can just get this stuff off, because I'd gotten some on my foot like a couple days ago before that, and it, it took a few days to get it off. So I look on, of course, Google, right? It turns out if you have alcohol-based uh, hand sanitizer, Okay. It's a good way to it breaks up the tar, right? So I started rubbing this hand sanitizer. The problem is there's just too much fur. Right? It works great on 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 skin. So I basically had to shave off a bunch of the fur, the fur on my stomach, and asked my son to bring up the scissors. To which he said, "What do you need the scissors for?" I told him, and he was like, "Make sure you clean those scissors after." And so, so it's not a full Brazilian or anything. In fact, it's probably worse because it's kind of patchy. But it's like the bald Brazilian. It kind of. So I took a bunch of fur off and managed to get the hair short enough that, that the sanitizer would actually work and got a bunch. And then pine needles too. So I was, you know, that's the other thing. I was just stuck with all these pine needles. So it was just absolutely horrendous. Uh, it took me two hours to do the the roof. It took me about two hours to undo the to roof. undo the roof. You know, and and uh, I kept worrying that the sanitizer would burn. And for the most part, it was okay. But you know, <laughs> playing around the old privates there, you got to be careful. But yeah, what an ordeal. So next time, I'm definitely hiring a company. Um,
1: or or, yeah, you, or money well spent. Or you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the Brazilian before. That's you do right. The
0: pitch. Yeah. Well, they do it with a. They bring a lift, right? So they do it from to do a Brazilian. That's quite no, expensive. yeah, that's right. Well, it's quite the it's quite the job. So anyhow, that's the quintessential dad thing. Um, yeah. So my belly is like nice and white, where uh, most of the fur has been not fully shorn but shortened. And uh, my wife was quite amused. She's like, "Yeah, that's that's." My son said, "Don't go around with your shirt off for a while." <laughs> Exactly. So there you go. Awesome. Yep.
1: So what did you learn this week?
0: What did I learn? Well, I'm excited to uh, see that NASA has, uh, it looks like the launch went ahead from what I understand. So. No, no, uh,
1: it did not. Oh, it did not go got ahead. It delayed till
0: Friday. Oh, okay. Because it was a, uh, it was a, a cool news and, report that cool said leak. it was off. No. There was an early report that said it was delayed, and then there was one that said that they actually made it. So, okay. Um... <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, they're. Uh, I think their reschedule is for Friday.
0: So there was an article talking about how this is probably the last time that NASA will or the U.S. government will invest that much money because they they procured this rocket. The it's the SLS is what it's called, right? Yeah.
1: So I've got some really interesting and, okay. information. But I understand about the this rocket.
0: was the traditional like military government procurement uh, uh, path, if you will, and I guess they're saying. With SpaceX now and Bezos and Virgin, um, the next time they're gonna just probably go to private sector uh, and well, I heard go a, to those I guys. Heard so a, a like, bit of a
1: different story. Okay, so um, so this is Artemis One. So Artemis One, the intent of it is to launch a uh, lunar orbiter, uh, and then that will orbit. And then return.
0: Yeah, unmanned this time. Unma- it's a-
1: unmanned. It has three mannequins. Um, one that is geared up like uh, an astronaut. The other that is basically in the shape of a woman, but with like with internal sensors to try and simulate what a person would experience. Okay. Basically, to try it. because so far there hasn't been any women go to the moon. Right. So they want to make sure that it's safe for a woman to go to the moon. So they have the proportions of a woman and they're, they're actually, so this woman's mannequin is actually got, um, they're also testing, uh, protection against cosmic rays and radiation because basically as soon as you go to the moon, you're outside the magnetosphere, or the right. protection of the earth. That's right. Which is the biggest, one of the biggest problems. enter. So- tra- planetary travel yeah
0: so why would women be more susceptible
1: i don't think they're they're thinking they're thinking women more susceptible because there's like a male mannequin and then there's a female one but they're testing one and the third one is basically a male mannequin with no that has (laughs) got the same sensors but has no radiation protection Mm. so they're really trying to see the difference between right sure between them anyway so artemis so the big the two big um space programs that the U S had through NASA, one was called the space shuttle, which everybody's heard that got canceled by, by, uh, in the Obama administration. Right. And well, it kind of
0: makes sense though. And I well, mean, those it, shut, well, first of all, they lost two and then endeavor. And, uh, what was the other one? So Columbia, we lost, we lost challenger. There was endeavor and discovery. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of flight time. They had then. a lot so of flight. They were in a need to be replaced and, or.
1: Well, that's true, but so so but everybody knows that the space shuttle was cancelled because it's kind right. of a bit more obvious. What they don't really realize is that there was another program that was initially canceled through the Obama administration that's called the constellations.
0: Oh, I hadn't heard okay. about that one.
1: So the constellation was essentially to do a lot of what Artemis is doing. and part of the reason it was cancelled was because it was really expensive. Why was it really expensive? Well, because from a political perspective, there is a huge, so one of, so a lot of other countries like Canada will do like regional projects to do, um, basically invest in different parts of the country. Right. What the U S has historically done is both in the military and through NASA is basically they make parts for all of their systems in every single state so that there's, that's their form of regional development oh, is basically, okay. so the constellation had, um, was basically a rocket system to go to the moon using essentially the same orbiter that is right now going to be okay. going on Artemis. Yep. Um 10 years ago.
0: So by never, orbiter you mean the actual like the like the like the, like the payload or the the, the crew cabin
1: the, the crew cabin yeah the the the, the top end of it. Yeah. So uh what they did in fact for Artemis Is they, um, so they initially canceled it. Then it was hugely unpopular with almost all of the politicians. So they kind of reinstated it.
0: Oh, the cancellation was?
1: The cancellation of Constellation. Right. They renamed it Artemis. Sure. And they restarted it. And what Artemis has done is actually scavenged stuff from the space shuttle and Constellation. Interesting. So the orbiter is from Constellation. The solid rocket boosters on the side of the SLS are repurposed solid rocket boosters with parts from the space shuttle. Interesting. The, well, which makes the, sense. The large, um, the engines on the bottom of the, so there's basically three main engines. Yep. There's two solid rocket boosters. And then the third is um, a hydrogen oxygen propellant okay. that uses engines from the space shuttle. Really? Yeah, I think they're the actu- shuttle
0: or the or the, uh, the they're actually show. from
1: the shuttle. So they wow. they a lot of times with these things, they I mean they completely rebuild them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they these have been repurposed and stuck on the bottom of this giant rocket, and uh, and there's a reason why the orange on the outside of the SLS looks like the orange tank from the space shuttle because parts of it are like there's actual parts from other space shuttle programs. So um, and the the well, solid rocket booster is the same same solid rocket booster. They just added an extra stage higher, oh, plus uh, and I'm done. They've done lots of updates and uh, but crazy. And this is only the first one. They have like five of them planned. Okay, getting increasingly larger to right. carry bigger and bigger payloads.
0: Payloads. Well, because I think they said 2020. So 2022. Is
1: this unmanned? They're doing one. this
0: unmanned one. And 2024
1: do, is a manned one. Right, but no landing. Right. Uh, I don't know about the landing. That's a good question. Think, and then they're going to do, um, I don't know about that. That's a good question. And they, they have a plan for a, a lunar orbiting station like uh, the ISS, except right. around the moon. So
0: permanently and then they would staffed.
1: Have, so, so by 2035, I think the plan is to have um, a permanent. Uh, settlement Colony and it's something. in the shackleton it's actually very specific they've already identified where it's going to go it's the shackleton crater on the south pole because there is water there and so it makes good sense for yeah, a location for totally. for uh for
0: don't bring your own water yeah.
1: so very cool so um so you signing up eh, no. and <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm too old i'll never be going to space <laughs> Um,
0: well, don't say never look at Shatner. Shatner went to space. You yeah. could do one of those space tourism things. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, fly into low orbit.
1: Yeah. The only way reason that would happen is because somehow it became a, an amusement ride and my son wanted to go on it. <laughs> uh, like,
0: other- uh, well, we'll talk about, uh, lower decks later.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing I learned about is, so right now, uh, is the start of burning man. So have you ever heard, you've heard? Of I've man? heard of Burning Man. Yeah, my wife is very keen. She went to so Burning Man is it's not just an event; it's actually kind of like a philosophy. I was going to say it's a philosophy. Of, there's man. lots of uh, and it's called a radical self-reliance. I think. So basically, the idea is that you can you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Right as much as possible um uh, but it's in a
0: in a libertarian sense like no laws mm -hmm. grow your own food everybody's got guns that kind of thing
1: i don't think it's a libertarian uh, it's it's more just like uh be self-reliant don't need to be asking other people um and there's a there's big thing about gifting, and there's lots of regional events. So my wife actually went to one called Freezer Burn, which is an Alberta-based. Right, place. I heard. It's yeah. Much much smaller. Um, I think there was maybe eight hundred people at Freezer well, still, Burn, that's a good and, uh, and there's seventy thousand at,
0: uh, at Yeah, Burning well, Man scale, but okay. And
1: it's a significant art exhibit, um, but uh, so right now our plan is in twenty twenty three. Uh, we will go try to go to Burning Man. Nice. So uh, it's uh, we will take uh, the Rossi, which is my camper, and mm-hmm. and uh, and we will see how it manages in the in the playa in the desert. So it's uh, it's quite something.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be quite the experience. There's I some
0: expect. really cool stuff out there. My my wife uh, saw she has a friend who's out of Los Angeles and they are her friend and another person are putting together a team for something called the rebel. And it's a a Vegas to Reno rally, but it's only women. Yeah. But it's all women. And um, I think it's like five days or whatever. And so we saw the whole uh, promote promo promo video and the, uh, so they're looking for sponsorship. And it looks just absolutely amazing. So now I think Paulette secretly, and maybe not so secretly thinking she'd like to do that uh, someday, you know, all you need is a couple hundred grand to uh, feel the team, right. And then get <laughs> sponsorship, but, but her friend Janet's going to do it. And uh, really? if they get, if they get, yeah. So they're, they're shopping for, they have a prospectus for sponsorship right now, right? Like you, you know, Banner on the car and team whatever and so. would it be good to but, join a team first and then do one? Uh, well, no. I think you had to put your own team together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's because uh, it's not professional. No, oh, okay. They're all semi-pro, but that with sponsorship. So, uh, it's simple. all run by women. The in the little video you see, well, I mean, there's men involved like on the technical teams, but the the founder or the executive director is a woman, and it looks quite cool. Yeah. Interesting. Rally. Um, so Burning Man. It yep. sounds like that could be good. Yes. and um, But I had not heard about the repurposing, but I am excited at the prospect
1: it are, that we are going back to the moon. Yeah. 50 the space years program is, is
0: back as long as they don't devolve into civil war. I guess we'll be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: On that front, I saw something. I don't know if this is new, but I saw something that really made me chuckle. Uh, probably shouldn't have, but it did. So, as we know, there's a lot of, of uh, social unrest, certainly in the U.S., and brewing here in Alberta, right? And for some reason that I don't quite understand, like the the, the recent sort of punching bag of the alt-right and the far-right are, are trans people, Like right? I don't know why. That's probably uh, just... They're just,
1: easy, it's easy just an easy It's just an easy target,
0: right? So, and I guess there's been a bunch of... They do brunches or whatever, where it's like a, like a, like a drag show, but they kind of do it for kids and, and.
1: Like okay, a, the trans community?
0: Yeah, yeah. Are right, speaking
1: so a Republican?
0: No, no. The trans Not community. Republican, they're having a drag show, yeah. I'm going, wow. The trans community in different parts of the States are, are doing these kind of outreach and yeah, yeah. it's like, cause RuPaul and. and yeah, yeah. So some of the all right people have been showing up at these things, disrupting them, protesting, you know, making trouble. Well, this was some film from Texas. This is a few days ago, and it's on a YouTube channel called Rebel Rebel HQ. This is a bunch of these good old boys show up to protest this thing, right, and disrupt it. Well, guess what they run into? Right, a bunch of members of the trans community, head to toe in in uh, tactical gear, oh my. holding AR-15s. Really? Yeah. And the whole point was like, gun laws are gun laws. Anybody in Texas can get there a gun. Again. And these guys were mad. This is not safe. You know, this is like... So Rebel HQ is a progressive uh, YouTube news channel, right? right so right. They, they take great pleasure in mocking these people. Yeah. And I have to admit, you know, based on the video, it did look pretty funny because here's a bunch of these tough, you know, white males showing up to... Some of them, I, I think, were um, uh, not the good boys. What do they call them? Proud Boys. The Proud Boys or Proud Boys related. And they're, they're pretty used to... Being the bullies. When they show up, they're the bullies. And here's all these men slash women, like hard to say. They. But standing there, uh, guarding like the entrance to this thing in full black military garb. Not pink? No. Full black balaclavas, just like these guys like to do. And all of them holding AR-15s. And uh, it it did not go over well. It did not go over well. So I thought about the last time there was a huge gun control, I remember hearing about this historically, was... In the states, when when the Black Panthers out of Detroit began to arm up, arm up, okay. suddenly there was this huge call for uh, for, uh, for gun, gun control, control because it's always that, hey, wait a minute, they might you take know, us away from us. Uh, those people shouldn't have guns. That's dangerous, right? So I, I was very amused by that. Yeah. Well so so we're going to talk about mental health well, today speaking yeah, of thinking uh, of people who people need some mental who walk health walk around now, and yeah go ahead what what's your what's your thought
1: well the thing over the last uh, few years i've i've had this interesting journey particularly um, dealing with uh, my son's school mm. um, so uh, my son's school deals with a group of kids called twice exceptional so they tend to be quite bright but then they have other mental health issues that get in the way of their ability to, right. To, um, to, um,
0: can we say access,
1: access, regular convention right. school? Sure.
0: So this school Learning is really the, set the, up yeah.
1: for that. There's uh, and a lot of the teachers themselves are also, um, they call them neurodivergent, right? So, uh, or they like to call themselves neurodivergent. I shouldn't say they, but, and, and it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's a club, but they definitely like to associate with other neurodivergent people, even though one person's neurodivergence is very different sure. from another. There's no
0: one size fits all. No.
1: And in fact, right. what really, to me, So would might,
0: autism f- auto, sort of au- fall cer- under that? Certain
1: types of autism yeah. kind of, a, uh, and, and e- even, 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 uh, autism is kind of funny because, uh, they used to call uh, certain high-functioning high, uh, high functioning autism, they call it Asperger's, and then right. um, and then it was... Which
0: is why they always refer to it as a spectrum, right? Because nobody is, nobody's the is the same. The and, same. And,
1: and then they didn't want to call it Asperger's anymore. They changed it to high and low-functioning autism. And then now a lot of the... That. the Aspies they, which is, they, they call, they call ah. themselves Aspies and they're sure. kind of proud of I'd never heard of that before, that's why I'm laughing because it's they, that's they really have they it is kind of a bit of a superpower of sorts. Oh, yeah, it's just it, it's kind of like uh, you know, Superman is super powerful, right. but there's kryptonite,
0: sure, right? Well, so, Sheldon from yeah, is they yeah. never, I think, outright I mean, say, it, say but, it,
1: but he would be very much an Aspie, yeah. Uh, and anyway, so so a lot of them will self-identify as Asperger's, even though, like, it kind of waffles back and forth. Right. So you got to keep track of what the appropriate term is at any given moment. Uh, but um, what's really become apparent over time is that basically everybody has mental health issues to some extent. Even if you think you're perfectly normal, sane, um... There's, you're as vanilla as it comes to your <laughs> mental health. Sure. Uh, everybody has challenges and struggles. Um, either they're in touch with their emotions or they're not in touch with their emotions or the emotions take control of them or they don't. And they're dead, like dead to the world in terms of right. their connection to others. Sure. I it's just, I mean, we see it like you see it everywhere yep. all over the place. Absolutely. And, um, I mean. For me i thought kind of i was kind of very vanilla in terms of my neuro typicalness I mean, right that, uh, is but you know there's definitely some stuff that i didn't realize about myself until i had some some um went through some professional counseling with, mm. uh, mental health professionals because you know as you as you struggle with difficult circumstances people react differently
0: absolutely yeah? yeah and
1: um and and i think about this a lot with um in the us in particular um you you have i mean this weekend was was particularly bad for a whole whack of shootings and yep and one of the things that they deal one of the things i was thinking about is all a lot of times when the news media reports on a shooting they'll say this particular shooter, right? Like, you know, sometimes they kill themselves or they get killed afterwards. Right. And and police are looking for a motive. And uh, I'm going like, you know, that to get to the point where you're actually shooting and killing people, there's a a mental health crisis going on, right? And depending on the individual, there may not be a motive, right? Like this is... Motive is kind of a neurotypical approach to uh, he's trying to get revenge for this, uh, you know, excess bill that he paid for whatever. Like it's not that doesn't really dis. like you're talking about somebody as having a major mental health crisis and they could be going through all kinds of
0: this is true stuff. And it
1: does not have to have you don't have to have a motive. Because a motive is kind of a rational approach to an irrational circumstance.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, I guess one thing that comes to my mind is, at the same time, I think they often try to downplay a motive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there are definitely people who are, see, I, I think there's a difference between mental health where we would think about it, as a psychiatric issue you know, right brain chemistry and then there's a lot of psychological
1: oh absolutely
0: aspects too and I think, so i think i, I guess a I, lot of the I, rhetoric tend,
1: i tend to think of both
0: yeah I think, I think there are people who are radicalized oh yeah with a lot of the rhetoric to me that's more on the psychological front yeah you know and they become convinced that i don't know like all of these conspiracy Whatever. theories or yeah. we have it here with like the the Deep-bred hatred for, I mean, just look what happened, you know, in Grand Prairie with Christopher Freeland, you know, that is somebody who I don't think necessarily would qualify for psychiatric help, you know, it's not maybe a brain chemistry thing, but there's obviously a deep-held belief that, you know, they're a free man on the land, and nobody, you know, don't tread on me, and, and everybody's coming to get them, so...
1: Oh, and, and they're believing yeah. all kinds it's so
0: of, complex. I mean, it, it,
1: what, what a lot of this stuff too, is a real lack of, uh, like at this point in time, we have this weird blend of individuals because of the access to information from the internet. You've got some people are highly skilled at, um, critical thought as it relates to the information that's being provided to yep. them. And then you've got these other people that are the opposite Right. They're unable to distinguish what is obviously not true. Right. With, and, and say, well, but so Joe said this, right? Yes. So like, you know, there's the moon is made of green cheese and <laughs> but here,
0: here's the thing that you I see find, the little holes on it. Yeah. Here's the thing I find fascinating. So for quite a while I was, I was following, uh, some debunkers and, and so the whole flat earth thing, right. Yeah. And some of these websites that are scientific. Folk who will go and find some some YouTube or TikTok video about flat Earth or, yeah, and yeah. then debunk it. Sometimes the 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 amount of intellectual power that some of these people put into this, right, is actually pretty impressive. Like the mathematical models they develop, and then you think, well, these are not people who just are going around going the Earth is flat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: they start with this wrong premise. But their, their, their intellectual capacity to build like a whole narrative, I find that fascinating. Because if they were just delusional, you'd be like, okay, you, know, you can't put two sentences together, right? Well, But some of them are not. It's like the lizard people are in control and they have like a lot of effort. And, you know, here's my 400 pound or you know, 400 page, you know, analysis of why I believe that. And I don't know how to reconcile those two things because it's like, you're nuts, but you're smart.
1: Smart nuts. Well, so, uh, you know, I kind of experienced this a lot uh, as a forensic engineer.
0: Right. Okay, sure.
1: So one of the things as a forensic engineer for my career is you need to uh, critically evaluate... Like you need to take it down to first principles. You need to Mm -hmm. absolutely figure out, okay, like, what do I know? What don't I know? What, how does this actually work? Yep. Right. What I discovered was a struggle for most engineers and why a lot of engineers couldn't do the type of work that Mm. we needed Mm -hmm. was that engineers, A, love certainty. So that, uh, so if you have something that's gray. Sometimes it's a struggle for certain engineers. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, okay?
0: ambiguity is not their friend.
1: No. Yeah. And the the second thing is, um, they often are incredibly smart and able to do super critical thought. Right. From a set of assumptions. Yes. So all through university. As two
0: engineers, I, I have to agree. With
1: you. you when you, <laughs> as an engineer, you usually said, okay this is what we're gonna examine. Assume this, assume this, assume this, and then move forward. Yes. And they'll do a great job of doing that with the assume this, assume this, is like a set of assumptions. Right. What they almost never do is go back and check us, are those assumptions Mm. correct? Do we accept those assumptions? So as a forensic engineer, I couldn't make any assumptions. I had to always go back and say like, what exactly do we know? Right. Starting from like a blank piece of paper. Well, it was, it was almost like that. You couldn't, you couldn't take anything for granted. You had to go back and back and back and say, what do we really know? So this guy said he saw this. This guy said he saw that. This guy saw this thing was connected to that. And you're going like, okay, he said he saw this, but where was he standing? Based on where he was standing, what could he see? What could he not see? Sure. Right. So that's kind of what I mean by, so you could assume that this guy, by seeing the flash at that particular moment, that was the first thing. Now, right. then you sort of say, okay, well, is he really the first one? Is the other one the first one? How do you know which one came first? Right. So this kind of super critical evaluation of what you know and what you don't know yep. and how that fits into whatever you're your uh, hypothesis is for the cause of a failure or a fire yep. or whatever. And, um, but a lot of times with, uh, a lot of engineers, they well, say no, the guy said he saw it first, right? Like, yeah. Okay. That saying you see it first <laughs> is not the same as uh, actually seeing it first. Sure? And just because you saw something, what did you see? Exactly. And what exactly are, are you looking at yeah. and where are you seeing it from? Right? So that's, because perspective and context is so important. Absolutely. And uh, so you can have, su- so I have seen some incredibly smart engineers get tripped up. Right. Because they made, they, they did such a good job of a critical value and, you know, pages and pages and pages of reports. Right. All based on some sort of a yeah. faulty oh, yeah. set of assumptions. Um, And they never went back and checked them.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: And, uh, so, so I guess, I guess I can see how you can fall into that trap because I've seen lots of very smart people fall into that trap all the time. Right. And, um, uh, so, and, and that does not necessarily indicate that there is an issue with mental health. It does mean that you're not, um, you're not as Critical in terms of your evaluation of what what's being said. I mean, exactly. one one thing that that um, as a, as somebody who's had to interact with, um, you know, and I'm very reluctant to use the word mainstream media, but conventional media. Okay,
0: sounds right? good.
1: Um, uh, um, where you want to get a message out, right, right. So you interview them they, or they interview you. They ask you questions and you give them all kinds of information. Now, one thing that's always really important when you're trying to convey stuff is to recognize that in the best of times with regular conventional thinking people, uh-huh. they only hear half of what you say. Right. So and if you say things twice, well, that's 50 percent they sure. might hear. Yeah. Right. And then of the other 50, if you if you repeat it, they might hear. And the other half, they might hear half of it. So that's 75%. They're still not getting the whole picture. That's right. Exactly. So so any limitations about what they're reporting are often that they haven't spent enough time or they're not being critical enough in terms of evaluation. But it it doesn't have to do with intent. You don't have to intend to mislead. That's right. You can just misunderstand. Absolutely. And I have never seen a news story that's ever been 100% correct by anybody. No. That's right. right. Well, because always, something there's always wrong. a
0: bias and, and yeah,
1: they're not experts at whatever the field nope. is. they're, they're hearing from somebody else and they're accepting that this person said they saw this and, and what so they, they thought. Said,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. So uh, big part of organizational behavior that I teach is around perception models and whatnot. And I'm fascinated with this stuff, you know, um, I don't want to get into the metaphysics of it, but when you, when you start looking down that road, you begin to realize, wow, like, we don't know what consciousness is. Uh, oh, yeah. I have this great book I picked up on biases. So when we, in the course I teach, we we introduce some common biases. And again, this is where I think your point about mental health, let's call it mental, yeah, we use mental health for now, affects everybody because we're biological beings. We oh, are yeah. all prone to these limitations of Plus, perception. It's like, right? uh,
1: we talked about this, I think, in a previous podcast about how people remember yes and the fact yeah, that exactly uh, that every people think that they remember like a computer right, right. where everything is set into ones and zeros that's it's right. all discrete, and you remember everything yep not realizing that's not how your brain works at all exactly right your brain does not work that way like yep. you remember uh like snippets sh- snapshots like, if you really try to think about it, you think about some great memory that you have from way back when. Sure. That you, just, you just absolutely love. Do you remember it as a video or do you remember it as a snapshot?
0: Oh, interesting. Almost
1: nobody remembers it as a video. Do you remember it as a... You'll remember snapshots. Interesting. I was at this spot. Supposed to I continuous. Yeah. It's, it's not like you, your brain. Unless doesn't, you
0: really work hard. You, but then again, you're you'd, you just would be creating multiple, some of those your multiple yeah.
1: snapshots. Yeah. Right. Um. And uh, like, so we had this. Um. My wife and I, we years ago, we went to a place near Manhattan Beach called the Strand. Okay. So on uh, on the uh, the beach. LA um there's a whole bunch of beaches like Venice Beach, Huntington Beach, Manhattan Beach. These are all just separate beaches, but they have this thing called the Strand, which is like this wide boardwalk. Okay. And everybody has seen videos of it on TV. Like you see where they're doing the 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 rollerblading, a roller skating. <laughs> Okay, sure. That's that's on the Strand. Venice Beach is on the Strand mm-hmm. and um and it's basically just this big huge long path and okay. it's super cool and my wife and I did this one thing where we rented um, bikes okay we started at the bottom part like for, from Redondo Beach and then yep. we just basically and you can you can ride for miles and miles and miles and it is a super tranquil kind of thing to just ride. And you're not talking to the person you're, you're riding with. And you hear these little snippets of conversation as you go by. Okay. And it's just so amazing. Right. And, and it is kind of like you're just living in the moment. It's just a it's a super zen thing. I remember we did this on two different occasions because it was right. just so cool. You'd hear these unusual, you hear just the snippet. It's It's there for a second and then it's gone. Right, but you'll hear somebody talking about their date or the food or, or a, a game or whatever. Right. But you you never hear the beginning. No. You never hear the end. You're just hearing. Yeah.
0: You know what's the cool about that is that they simulate that well in several video games. Like Grand Theft Auto Five, actually is set in a facsimile of Los Angeles. So, so there is some version of the Strand.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but everywhere you go, you that's exactly and that, that creates this sense of of. Uh, Like a living reality because you just hear these little snippets of
1: Of, of random stuff, right? And then you'll uh, hear people in their houses, yeah. It's just like it
0: creates this, yeah. Um, so bottom line is, yeah, our perceptions are so uh prone to uh inaccuracies, yes. And again, I want to get preaching and biases, yeah. And biases, yeah. So I have this book. Like I said, we teach about eight or nine biases in the course. I've found this book, you know, the 99 most common biases. It's like 99, like there's a lot of biases. Oh my. Um, so this is where sometimes I find it hard to deal with folks who are pedantic in their approach to things. Like someone who tells me that they absolutely know for sure, 100%, whatever, I'm, whether it be concept or or a spiritual belief system, I really struggle with that because once you start to know about how little we actually understand about reality, it just gets harder and harder. And the way I always said to my kids is like, to me, try to separate what you believe and put it in that category of, I believe this, right? And I choose to believe it versus what you know. And I think when those two things start to get too much overlap. Well, that becomes problematic. Because...
1: Why, why I remember that there was a way I could break engineers. You
0: want know, oh, like yeah. to break
1: engineers. It's super easy. You basically take a pen,
0: Yeah.
1: hold it in between your fingers. I'm ab- seeing ab- you're, above, you're ab- holding a pen above the table Yep. and say, okay, if I let go of this pen, what's going to happen? Right? So if you ask an engineer says, well. This that's a stupid question. It will likely hit the table. It's gonna hit the table. Right. Okay. Yeah, see, you're already you're three steps ahead. Okay. (laughs) So if you say an engineer, it will hit the table. Okay. But if you think about it, you don't know that. Right. Okay. It's a reasonable assumption that it will hit the table. And this has got to do with that critical thought thing. Right. Um in the past, every time you've done something similar, it will have like but you don't know the future. Exactly. And um yeah, you don't know the future and you don't know that something couldn't change Ch- or
0: Eagle or might swoop out, grab the pen, fly away.
1: Exactly. Holy
0: shit, never saw that coming. Exactly. I'd be like I did. Ha ha <laughs>
1: <laughs> But but the whole concept that the future is not known and it's not defined and and you know you've been told that gravity works a certain way could change
0: like well when you really get down into it uh that's another one of these things that you know physicists are not really sure why and how it works right and this is the thing about engineers you know because often the pushback of like, well who are you supposed to know anything and yeah newtonian mechanics we know is wrong Right, because Einstein came along and and with quantum theory, it's still really useful. It's really useful building. for describing
1: most of everything yeah. that we need and to do. And if deal you with. want to
0: design a bridge, Newtonian mechanics works just dandy, right? You don't have to use probabilistic model. Like, you know, will the bridge still be there in the morning? Let's assume that it will be, you know, and that it follows the Newtonian laws. Exactly. So it's it's that mind split of
1: let's assume that gravity is still working now what's going to happen and
0: it's always it's been predictable yeah right uh but when you become like totally rigid Mm -hmm. here's one that i find is really mind screwing you say you take your finger and you press on a table and you know from our perception solid hand solid table once you know about again quantum mechanics and you realize that neither of those things are solid, right? They're actually like 99.9% empty space. And that really the sense of that resistance is the electromagnetic repulsion between the atoms in my finger and the table.
1: Exactly. Well, and and even, even, even more, like uh, if you drag something across the table, yeah. you get resistance. And then you basically say, okay, well, what is that resistance? Well, that's friction. Right. But okay, friction. And then you say, what is friction? Ah, yes, and exactly. they don't actually know what friction is. Right. They So it, it is a physical um, manifestation that is predictable right. in general uh, and uh, pretty reliable. Yep. And it happens all the time. You can, you can make lots of assumptions on it. But if you try and figure out exactly what's happening, there's a bunch of different theories, but they're not sure. Sometimes they say, okay, while well, you're welding, making little micro welds between Ah, because the two the two objects are adhering to one another and they're trying to form one particle okay but it's not a very strong like at the
0: quantum level yeah at the at the
1: microscopic level it's trying to trying to to weld itself but it's just not a very good weld. right and what exactly is a weld like an intermingling of molecules sure like which part where does the table end and the pen start
0: right so yeah you know at the practical level it at works. the practical
1: level yeah. you can say okay well friction is a coefficient that is um that is proportional to the normal force
0: right that. sure yeah and, and it works and it works uh,
1: and you can this... say okay well this will correspond to this much force <laughs> did it.
0: you ever watch uh that show from the 80s northern exposure
1: yes i love northern
0: exposure. Uh, so do we we've been re-watching it
1: Oh, well, i have not seen that for a long time we have time. the whole
0: series on dvd i'm sure right? you do uh there was one episode i particularly remember even at the time where there's some sort of group of of circus people come to sicily and joel of course they're interacting and he finds out that the leader of them or one of the guys used to be like a quantum physicist, like a super advanced science guy. And he quit all that and he became like a circus performer. And Joel's <laughs> trying to understand like why, why, why right? And the line is something along the lines of, well, once you, once you find out that most everything is made of nothing, where do you go from there? <laughs> exactly. That always stuck with me, that idea of, yeah, what we perceive and what we and what we're beginning to understand are not the same.
1: Yeah, the same so way. I mean, I guess uh, I mean t- turning this back to mental health, it's so we're kind of everybody. Well, I think that,
0: that freaks some people out.
1: E- everybody that uh, considers themselves neurotypical understand that it's not quite the way you think it is, and I think and everybody that's neurodivergent, just because you think different doesn't mean you're wrong. Exactly. And. um um but it is important to try and find a way for everybody to get along yeah
0: and that's well kind of- i immediately think of what you just said there of the folks who who have uh, synesthesia where you're you have more than two senses will be somehow fused okay and so these are people who they will have a visual uh i guess we'll call it a hallucination but to them it's not right like they'll hear a sound and they and see it as they color. might see colors yep. or symbols or I remember hearing about somebody who, if they took peppermint, they could actually feel like a smooth tube that's clearly not there to the rest of us, but they, you know, well, and so like, your uh, point about just like, because you perceive different doesn't mean that you're crazy because like, yeah, for them.
1: That's the way it is. It's,
0: it's a real thing.
1: Well, it's like uh, wow. so like Lord, you know, Lord, the singer.
0: Oh, Yes. She well, has not, not uh,
1: she has synesthesia. So she basically, oh. when she hears music, she, she hears it as colors. Wow. I don't exactly understand how that manifests, but it uh, it sounds super cool. It does. Um, we should uh, talk about what media you're consuming.
0: Ah, yes. The media question. Well, we're back to, uh, we watched episode two of She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and what do you think? I, you know, I, well, first of all, my wife, Absolutely loves well, it. Wow, of course. And so These, many attorney, women. She-ho, no, attorney of no, 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 law. No. She's not so much onto the law side, but the- the. Well, it's
1: a woman's empowerment.
0: Characterista- kind of. Characterization of what most women and professional women and yeah. being lawyers go through um, is bang on, right? And so she's like watching the credits and she's like, ah, you know, I'm not surprised. Directed by a woman, written by a woman. Like, it's just an understanding that's baked into it. I'm fascinated by the amount of negative pushback and pre-trolling, and like just how upset people are. You know, again, I don't want to name names here or, or classify people, but let's just say that women of color, probably not the ones on Twitter, go, this sucks, right? There's, there's probably a group who are threatened, you know. And I, I'm always fascinated by it's a it's a TV show about a comic book, you know. Like I know. a lot of people, are very bent out of shape that you know she made she made Bruce look bad. I, bruce is okay he's a fictional character yeah Walt ruffalo i'm sure went home and went well that was a good day of getting paid to be pretending right but some people are just totally twisted out like oh, yeah. you know how dare jessica walter show up her cousin what is wrong with you it's a tv show
1: exactly
0: relax man
1: exactly
0: so loving it and then we watch episode one of uh lower decks of which one? Uh, Lower Decks.
1: Okay. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pretty good too. I have not, I watched a little bit of Lower Decks, but I haven't watched much of it. So
0: it's uh this one, this first, season, a it's few a, people it's have a said, Star
1: Trek animated Star Trek, but yeah. basically, uh, not the command deck.
0: It's set right after TNG, the next generation. Okay. Uh, in fact, all the graphics and the, uh, the yeah, lettering and, and it's all uh, next generation okay. style. But uh, yeah, so it's basically. Which follows. is really last
1: generation style now. So.
0: Yeah. So it follows. Yeah. Midshipmen, people who are not officers yeah. and all of their adventures. So it was quite good. A lot of Easter eggs in this one. And if uh, if you like First Contact, they, they went really heavy on the First Contact references. Okay. That's so kind of cool. That was good. Uh, still getting slogging through Ozark. Can only take so much of the darkness. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I need uh, a break. Watching season three of Stranger Things, oh yeah, which uh, I'm really enjoying. Yeah. Uh, the character Steve really makes me chuckle. He,
1: he's a good character. There's yeah. a lot of really good characters. Yeah. It actually, it's it, they're they're endearing. A lot of these characters, as exactly. they out, they're
0: endearing. I saw a great article about how they need to fix Mike, though, how his character. Was really relevant the first season, but then he's sort of been
1: unrelevant. Yeah, but he's
0: kind of developed and his characters remained a little bit.
1: Well, in season four, he's yeah. definitely ch- ch- changed, so we'll okay. see. Good, um, um, but I'm only halfway through season four, so I don't know where that goes. I think, uh, they're, doing,
0: I think they're doing one more season, I think I, I heard, could be. and then they'll be done.
1: The Duffer Brothers, go. yeah, um, I watched Prey. Which is yes. uh, the Predator. We watched
0: it as a family. Did you? Did you like it?
1: I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes. I thought So now, nerding out here, <laughs> I've watched almost all, no, I think I have. I've watched all of the Predator and the
0: alien, alien
1: stuff. Okay. So, um, I mean, at some point in time, Predator and Alien kind of.
0: Yeah. Alien v. Merged. Predator, Predator
1: yeah. v. Alien. And, and I'm so nerded out that I actually went to go see some of these in the movie theaters mm-hmm. when they came out. So it wasn't just kind of like, oh, I'll just stream it overnight. Like yeah. I actually went on purposefully. I actually love the mythology associated with it. This kind of uh, – it's a great story arc, the yeah. whole thing. <clears throat> but uh, I really like Prey because it really showed um, – you know the strength of that young woman right. and uh it didn't belittle the um it didn't belittle or or um or uh, myth mytho- mythologize 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 the uh, indigenous i mean you know they're subject to the same kind of biases and sure and racism and prejudices as any other the society, sexism and, the sexism, yes. but, yeah. uh, but they also, you know, but you can also have very strong characters even in any kind of culture. Yep. So I thought it was really good. I, I liked, I thought it was incredibly well done. Uh, so I thought it was, it was worth it. It was particularly, uh, what I really liked about it is the, uh, bad guy didn't, didn't win. <laughs> Right, which is a bit of a spoiler, I suppose. Oops, yeah, but, uh, don't want, but don't listen uh, to
0: this. We'll, we'll put a disclaimer at the beginning of, of the thing. We'll, yeah. we'll record a disclaimer if you've not watched Prey yet. Don't
1: so go watch it, yeah. It's, it's good, but it was it's, a good, yeah. Good story. I thought it was well done. because well, filmed here in Alberta, well, even some of the other predator ones, uh, usually somebody survives, so right,
0: you know, I haven't uh, seen a lot of
1: horror stuff, nobody survives.
0: That's true. I it just occurred to me, I haven't seen the one that pre preceded this. There was the one where they were on the planet and Topher Grace was in it. Oh yeah. I saw that one. I think that was called predators. And then they had one came out a year or two ago called the predator. I think, I don't think I've seen that one. And now Mm -hmm. they've had this one called prey. Well, maybe,
1: maybe I, I, yeah, I I should, I should look into that. I may have missed one, but, uh, yeah but and then uh well, I know I, them
0: with, like the nerds there's a whole thing now about, yeah well, I, all the different types well, and the hierarchy I, of their civilization and, well,
1: i really liked where prometheus was headed with uh, the prequel
0: oh and then
1: the yeah. the second one which was
0: uh was oh, oh, alien uh, colony or no. covenant
1: covenant yeah yeah uh, it was uh because it basically killed off the character that survived the first right. one. Yeah. And I'm just going, like, and they didn't kill her off on screen. They killed her off, off screen and gave some lame excuse. And then it, it basically set up more like a horror and less like a right, like a horror thriller.
0: Well, this is the same that happened with Aliens 3, where they killed off uh, Newt and uh, Hicks from Aliens. Yeah. Same thing. They're like, oh, yeah, a ship crashed and they died. And, you know, forget about it yeah and you're like but they were like really good characters i know
1: right? exactly
0: i think this is uh a, a, you take like the mcu and you see you got kevin feige who is
1: orchestrating Everything. the whole thing right yeah. obviously
0: he's getting a lot of input creative input you don't get the sense that these movies are being done by committee like the vision is clear you take a movie like prey or predator or or Some of them, you have a sense that it just becomes,
1: yeah, they just some
0: suits going. Well, let's do this.
1: Let's add more more gunfire. Let's let's get so and so here. Let's get Adam Driver in. You know, let's get Uh, let's just do all the
0: Terminator suffered from a little bit of that too, right? Because Mac G did the one with uh, Christian
1: Bale, and then they they forget about all that. Forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's move on. Yeah. Um, so I saw She-Hulk. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm not sure where it's going, but it's kind of interesting. The last episode, the episode number two that I saw, was kind of weird because it kind of just ended. And I'm like, yeah. like, like wait a second. Like, this usually have a bit more. Right. Like, it just feels like they just cut it off at this spot. It did. And um, the other thing. Tim
0: I, Roth I, was good in it.
1: I, I'll tell you that I watched. I uh, watched. Oh um i watched the second 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 season of legion
0: oh right
1: okay so you're uh, uh some time ago i watched the first season of legion which like you know blows your brain yeah yeah right yeah, 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 and yeah. it's a uh, one of these weird shows it's a tv it's like a tv series um it was on fx and it is a marvel property for this character called legion right and um it diver uh, it diverged, diverges quite significantly from the comic books but and it is got uh amazing uh, cinematography amazing visuals you cannot watch it without paying attention mm. and it's not super action focused But if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something. Right. And
0: find yourself. Even if you what happened there?
1: Well, this is the catch. Even if you watch it and you see everything, you're still going like, what did I just (laughs) see? Did I like that? Because what becomes really patently obvious because you have different narrators through the the whole thing and different perspectives Mm. is that they're all unreliable. Like none of them are reliable. So uh, David, who is the main character, who's Legion, uh, he is an unreliable storyteller. Mm. Because, I mean, in the first season, he's in, uh, for part of it, he's in an insane asylum. Right. Right? <clears throat> and you don't really know if any of this is happening in entirely in the insane asylum in his head. Okay. Or if it's real and... How that works. Shutter
0: Island kind of thing.
1: Oh, well, and it goes even further because um, there's stuff that happens on the astral plane. So, there's, and these, so like in the season two, the first episode, they have like a a dance off. Now, this dance off is going on on the astral plane.
0: Interesting. So, is it the same astral plane as we saw in in, uh, Moon Knight and uh, Black Panther? No. Okay,
1: not at all. So, and in fact, I mean, the astral plane is just different all the time. Everything's moving. Everything's changing. Uh, so you, you don't really know what's going on. Characters do stuff and you go like, well, why the hell did she do that? Why did he do that? And like, what is that thing? And, uh, but it's got some like, uh, John Hamm does some narration, oh, okay. uh, in season two and like his voice is just yep. killer. So
0: oh there man, we're over an hour. Oh my God! We should, okay, we better shut it up. So, but, um,
1: anyway, so I've stuff. watched. There's apparently a season three. Uh, it came out like four years ago. Didn't have really great oh, reviews, that old? and okay. uh, but it is unbelievably like I don't even know if I like it or not. But I, I'm captivated, and yet
0: you're compelled. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, anyway.
0: Well, there you go. So an hour of uh, good talk and good coffee good <laughs> yeah. to see you again. Yeah. Coffee is fine. We'll, we'll go back to, this will not be on YouTube, No, but we'll go back to that and we're teeing up a guest. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah. We'll see if, uh, and, see how uh, that works uh, out.
0: There we go. Okay. So I think we'll do quiet quitting next time.
1: Oh, excellent. I don't know much about that, but
0: I'm going to look into it. I'm
1: welcome. Uh, I welcome
0: a little bit of education. Sounds good. All right, Mark. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Take Bye. care. Bye.